Day and welcome to the Pandemi Show. Stories of the Pandemi for people living in the Pandemi. No one is alone on the Pandemi Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemi Show on social media. Jen who will be together six years this November, basically had, so if my son Kale or Sam weren't going to Toronto, then Jen could then appeal to go on one of the days that they, my boys weren't going because we're only allowed two on that list. Um, and that's a COVID, and, that's a COVID that, restriction. That, people aren't yes. allowed to have visitors, but people in serious conditions that need a caregiver are allowed one person. What a tough space to be in it's, for your family. Obviously yeah. for you with all the broken yeah. bones and the, yeah. and the memory loss and all the yeah. lingering health problems that you'll be dealing yeah. with. For, you were able to see your one son the first day. The next day, did you get to see your second son? When I saw Sam in intensive care, that was prior to any of the operations. So, uh, wow. so that's my first memory. And then that's it. I don't remember anything until outside of intensive care. I was put in, I think, did they put you back into like an induced coma to recover? I, I think so. I'd have to find out, but I think, yeah, let's say yes. I think just due to, um, and people know, of actually. the pandemic, people of the yeah. pandemic, we have to remember Aaron is still dealing with all of this trauma. So we're just very yeah. fortunate to be talking to him so close to the date of this accident. Yeah. And we, we plan to follow up with him in six months or a year just to see how his recovery yeah. is going. But yeah, people of the pandemic, please be patient because a lot of this is still a hazy zone as yeah. his brain is rebuilding. For weeks, you didn't really remember much. Then you're in the recovery floor. And then are yeah. you starting to see your sons? And then your partner, Jen, yes. is able to come in and sometimes, yeah. wow. And how long? So, you were in the hospital for months. You were in, you were yeah, in for so two I, months? I had the helicopter ride on June the 13th to St. Mike's. And then Jen... And Kale picked me up August 18th was my departure date from Toronto Rehab Institute. Yeah, but a little over two months. Yeah, St. Mike's. Yeah, St. Mike's. I went, uh, I think I had two weeks, let's say, intensive care and two weeks on a floor. And then I went to Toronto Rehab Institute. I had to quarantine, I think, for five to seven days because two different hospitals. Yeah. But and then I and then I went into, I guess, a room with just uh, like one other one other gentleman who was about 30 also in a bike accident so yeah so I was basically at St. Mike's for let's say maybe a month and I believe I went yeah July 11th or 15th over to to St. Mike, uh, to Toronto Rehab Institute. Hats off to our yeah. healthcare professionals having to deal with this kind of an accident in a COVID environment with all the restrictions yeah. and the precautions so thankful to the healthcare system here in Ontario. You went through it. You could only see one of your yeah. close family members a day for weeks. And then yeah. you got out. Now you can't drive. Your, your health is still <laughs> hampered. You're on the long road to recovery and you're smiling. Yeah. That's something that just really yeah. stands out to me is just how positive you are despite all the adversity you've gone yes. through. But I guess from going from an incapacitated state where yeah. you have no memories for weeks at a time as you're recovering to now yeah. being home where it's in a familiar environment where you're able yes. to see all of your family. It must just be such a relief. It, uh, it, it is, Dave. And, and I would say, you know, the silver lining here that I'm, am I very fortunate 
to, do I have, let me, I guess I'm going to ask myself this question. Do I feel like that I have a fortunate life? I would say outside looking in, yes, I'm fortunate that both my boys are healthy. Um, you know, Jen, as far as I, I mean, we could have a, a half an hour podcast, I think on just how amazing, like her life in itself, Dave. So I just, I'm You're so surrounded by that, love. You're uh, surrounded by love. You had this horrible uh, yes. life changing yes. yeah. near death yeah. experience. Thanks to yeah. an off duty firefighter and all the people yeah. that supported you from your ambulance ride, your helicopter ride to your over two months in the hospital. Yeah. You're out now. You're able to yeah. walk. Your mobility yeah. slowly coming back. You've got a partner yeah. that would do anything for you. Yes. You've got two yes. sons. Yes. That is inspirational. It, I can it, only it, imagine yeah. how, what a nightmare this experience could be if you weren't surrounded by a loving family, a loving partner. Yes. It, it's, uh, it's, so when I started to come to, obviously I'm not, don't have my phone. I'm not looking at screens. Do I get along with everybody that enters my life? I'm going to say pretty much. I, there's not too many people that I'm like, I don't think we should hang out. But once I started to kind of look at whole, like what Jen, if I can just talk about her for one second, what that young lady did as far as keeping the pipeline open, so to speak, on my updates, she has, is the right word and help me out, David, would be like befriended. Like she has so many new friends that have never met her. Yeah. Good point. And like, for people, like I was following the situation unfold on Aaron's partner's social media. And I remember reading that first post on the 14th. Some of you may have known yesterday, Aaron had a traumatic accident on his motorcycle. He's now in the intensive care unit. And then there would be updates. And yeah. then it was yeah. exciting to see in August when you were being <laughs> yeah. released from the hospital yeah. and the, and the yeah. meal train started. I tried oh to sign God. up for the meal train, but I couldn't get in until late in September. And I, you know, the culinary master suit. I have, I was going to bring you some frozen meals. <laughs> I'll have to have you over, though, because since yes. during your recovery, Buttercup, yeah. my black yeah. Angus cow, has become a freezer yeah. pet. And we've been really enjoying yeah. Buttercup. So hopefully we can get together physically distanced and I can help. I can help your return to health with a barbecued yeah. T-bone steak yeah. or maybe what you need is a delicious glass of beef fizz half beef yes. beef broth half ginger ale <laughs> so you're saying yes. an inspirational part of your journey yes. you had you saw your mother in that moment yeah. of yeah. Uh, after the accident where nothing 100 where you were yeah. in a different plane of existence you yeah. came back and with the support of your sons and your partner yeah. jen and yeah. the community around you your work you're not back to work your work has that's something that's oh. months off but your work yeah. colleagues helped you with your team. Oh. And it just shows the power of community and how we need to rely on each other and yes. support each other. You started walking again in August, yeah. taking little steps. Yeah. Is that how it started? Yeah. Basically, I had a discharge date from Toronto Rehab Institute of August the 18th. Let's say a week and a half. So that was a Wednesday. So the Monday prior, so a week and a half prior to the 18th, I had uh, x-rays done or scans done on the Friday. I, I was getting my results done and I hadn't put any weight on my, I believe on my left leg at that point. So I have been laying in bed, getting needles every night at 9 p.m. because they were, yep, we don't want to blood clot. So, and that was my biggest thing. I am covered in tattoos, David head to toe, but I will say this, every nurse that or worker well, this doesn't hurt, Aaron. Look at all your tattoos. I'm like, it's not the same. 
<laughs> and and I would joke. So I, as you know, my humor, I would joke with the, you know, you get to know the nurses really well. That's another episode. I will get into how. Thank you, I have nurses. No idea, yeah. Yeah. It's, you, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. So you get to know their, their demeanors. That was a big support in your getting through this near yeah. death experience yeah. where yeah. it's a miracle that you're alive after everything yeah. you've gone through and then yeah. being in the in hospital and the ICU and intubated. It's just powerful. Yeah. Uh, and thank you so much for sharing that you saw your mother and the words that she gave you pushing you back <laughs> yeah. to this dimension yeah. and then waking up and interacting with your son. Yeah. The support and the love from your two sons and your partner, Jen, gave you strength yeah. to get through this horrible ordeal. Yeah. You like How many weeks did you not walk for? How many weeks were you incapacitated? So I, I think I'm trying to think I was able to get into a wheelchair. But honestly, Dave, I think they had said to me, so my discharge date was August 18th and a week and a half, be- a week and a half before the 18th, I just got the news that I could put weight on that leg. And they yeah. said, Aaron, if you, if, if you can't, so where do you live? Oh, I live in a bungalow. How many steps up? Like we need, yeah. you're being discharged when you can get up six stairs and yeah. we know that you're safe. I, and they said, and if you're, if you can't, like we need your room because yeah. obviously, and so right away, other so people, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so I said, so what does that mean? Well, you know, maybe you go to another facility closer to home. And I started bawling. I've said, if I leave here, which I will be on the 18th, I'm, I'm walking. I, I'm, I'm not going to another unit. I, I just can't. It's going to break me. And yeah, I got wow. the okay to put weight on my leg. And that afternoon, Nan- I think her name was Nancy. Okay, walk up those four stairs. I'm like, come on. I just, I'm starting to use a walker. Yeah. And I had to do it. So within the, within that week and a half, I left that hospital with a, with a cane, not even a walker. And so, but I will say this, I did the reason why that happened. And the reason why I'm continuing to be, I would say, I'm so grateful for the support, not only from Jen, my two boys, but also, you know, my brother, my dad, witnessing what they saw, they were behind me. So they witnessed me leaving, you know, my brother, as soon as he knew that that car wasn't moving, my brother's thought from what he told me was, you've got to make it over that car, Aaron, because at whatever speed I was doing, I didn't, I guess, yeah, that's his, that was his train of thought. You just, you have a better chance of living if you superman over that. And, and And I did. So. I have to also thank, I have to thank my dad and my brother. Uh, they are my two best friends. They were prior to the accident. I'm grateful. Uh, my brother's friend, Mike, that passed and I stayed back. He had to literally ride home to two hours and 45 minutes by himself because he passed the two cars. Then all of a sudden, no cars are coming. And he you know, goes back to try and, hey, the OPP had had already arrived and closed the road and they said sorry nobody's coming through bad accident and mike from what i was told mike pleaded and said i think that my group Ouch. and so he my wow. brother had my brother finally called and said mike it doesn't look good so he rode he could only ride for half hour 45 minutes at a time to get off and pace and he, that gentleman yeah. has ridden forever so i mean the I, trauma I, I, the yeah, trauma yes. wasn't just inflicted on you no by this accident like obviously no. nobody Whoever started this accident did not mean to knock another car and almost kill you. (laughs) That person must be living in a bit of a hell too. Uh, And yeah, yeah, it's interesting, the ripple effect of this, but you know what? Hearing your voice, knowing that you're at home with, you know, you still, you still have a long journey ahead of you, but the most traumatic, painful parts seem to be 
behind you. Good point about how this has affected all the people around you as well. And just so grateful for you to be able to share your story. Such a traumatic story to share it here today on the Pandemi Show. Stories of the Pandemi for the people of the pandemic. No one's alone on the pandemic show. And the, and the people in those hospitals, St. Mike's in Toronto, yeah. Peterborough, the paramedics, yeah. the, the off-duty firefighter. It gives me so much pride to live yeah. in Ontario where even in a deadly pandemic and you hear about how surgeries and, and things are being postponed or were postponed during the COVID, but we still had operational capacity to save your life. My friend, yeah. Aaron, we still had capacity in the healthcare system to save him from a brutal, brutal motorcycle accident. No fault of his own. Have you gone through a metal detector yet? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, but Aaron, yeah. what an inspirational yeah. story. And how yeah. you're so positive about this. Yes. That's I contribute the, that to my mom, Dave. Yeah, I, I, wow. I honestly, the, the power. I'm bringing that on. Yeah, I love my dad. God bless him. I yeah. think I get, I, I, yeah, like my brother's like my dad and I, you know, I'm more like my mom, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I truly, it's uh, like I said, I had 18 glorious years of riding, you know, no real close calls, touch wood. I, I feel, yeah, I've got a, so blessed life. Currently doing three days a week physio, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, half an hour sessions, which is mainly just deep tissue massage. And then I've got to do, you know, you know, <laughs> every morning, I feel like I'm 80, Dave, every night. Around 6 30. If I've had a long day, I feel like I'm 80. But once again, all I'm I'm weaning off the meds, I'm getting clearer and clearer. And I just uh I'm I I, I truly am trying to find well, I am. I'm finding the positivity in, in, in all aspects of this. And you're right, I didn't cause it. I truly believe, you know, it it, it the word of an accident. I, I mean, you're you <laughs> I'd have to look it up as as far as the true meaning, but I think that's the only reason why the gentleman that I hit. It wasn't like he didn't see me or, you know, or the person was on a phone. It was literally it uh, wrong a, place at the wrong. It's just a truck trailer hit a car, pushed it into yeah. your lane. You yeah. didn't have time to stop when this obstruction sure. came in your way. Like your brother yeah. said, thank goodness you went over the car, not directly into yeah. the car, because we might not be yeah. having this interview to go through what you had to go through. And then on top of that, there's a pandemic. It's almost yeah. like your motorcycle accident is probably the real pandemic in your life now, but yes. dealing with all that trauma yeah. and navigating the system and everything yeah. with all the other restrictions, it really is, it's impressive. The, yeah. the strength that it would be required to have a positive attitude, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And we're very yeah. thankful to everyone who's been supporting you in your recovery. Yes. And oh, yeah. just hearing you, knowing that you're starting You've, you've turned the corner and now it's just yep. about the long-term rehabilitation yep. uh, stories of the pandemic for the people yep. of the pandemic. And your story, I think really helps unite humanity by letting us yep. know how our healthcare system is a game changer and it's saving lives yep. every day, not just people with COVID, but people that have an accident. And yep. that's, that's inspiring. A true story of uniting humanity. Aaron, yep. I know you've got so much to think about in the future. But this is a yeah. this is the standard question we ask everyone now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you hope the world's like after COVID nineteen when we're looking at it in the rear view? To be fair, Dave, I think what is what's my hopes and wishes? I would say I am a huge believer in I think kind of what music can do as far as bringing people together. So my 
my goal right now, and it was even pre-pan the pandemic, let's say, is it, I just want people to come together. And I think we went to see my good friend play at a small little club in town here in Guelph at Jimmy Jazz. And it was the first time where I think I've seen a lineup down the street to hear live music. But people on the street, Dave, they they weren't like freaking out because they weren't getting in. It was like, hey, you know what? It's all yeah. it was raining out. It, it so the people I don't know. So I would say I'm hoping that I truly hope that it can bring people together and it's, and there's not, you know, I, I can slowly see the division happening. And I, that's the whole, like, as far as a different topic, as far as, you know, what's you know, the do's and don'ts, like th- there's two sides that, you know, I, I think it, once again, religion and politics will leave out of it. And that I guess comes down to vaccinated I, and non. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think you make a good point about live music. I know yes. my bubble, we're double vaxxed. It's not necessarily time to fully relax, but yesterday (laughs) I I was at a backyard show, lucky enough to see B.A. Johnson, Gourmet, and Moss Possum. Yeah, live music. Music changes the energy. And, you know, we do need live music now more than ever before. And as we now have this the safety of the vaccinations and our numbers being more stable and we seem to be going through a reopening, yeah, that live music, it is, I think it's going to be a cultural renaissance and there's going to be so much action and you're playing again you're able to play your guitar again what did that (laughs) and i'm I'm, you know i'm sure there's work ahead before you're really strumming but yeah what was that like the first time you were able to pick up an instrument and play after your (laughs) near-death experience so we i was brought home graciously from jen and my oldest son on wednesday august the 18th and my we stopped in at my brother saw my dad my brother came home and (laughs) <laughs> I felt kind of anxious coming home, but after about five minutes, I settled in and I grabbed the guitar. So I had a fractured uh, left hand and I uh, had some sutures. So I've got some nerve damage here. It's starting to come back a little bit. I think like the pinky's still numb, but I was able to play just with my, my index, sorry. Yeah. Index and middle finger. So my G's and C's just using the two. So as long as I could hear that, the tone, so even to this day, if I press on my, with my pinky, I can't feel the string, right? See so it, it. Yeah. But it, uh, I was just grateful. And then I played a tune and my oldest son, I think, uh, started to cry a little bit because he knew how important, uh, you know, Jen, my one of my best buddies now, Harry Fallon, who's a steam whistle rep and unfortunately no beer for a year, Dave. So I got oh, no boy. beer for one year. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so to hear Jen's like, Harry, you know, can you send me over some songs? Like what's Aaron into? And, and he wrote this song called Goldmine. And... I listened to it at the hospital, balled my face off. And then I come home and I listened to it and I was doing something and I didn't know. I listened to it a hundred times, but he spoke to me at the very end. And I, so I got home on the 18th of August, let's say mid-September, I, you know, brushing my teeth and it, you know, pause, pause. And it's, Hey, Aaron, just know we're all here rooting for you. And he starts to almost like tear up at the end. And I just, oh, I started wow. bawling. I take a screenshot of me, like with bawling, just, Hey, like, so I, to go back at, it's not only have I been supported by my family, friends, even yourself, Dave, it's like what music has done for me internally. It's, it is a huge part of my journey to the point where, uh, you know, to me, it's Aaron 2.0. I, I, the yeah. people of Guelph need to be heard. And my goal as long as I can, is just to, is to have them heard. And I'm excited. The, the about music, that the music is really motivating your recovery. Yeah. 100%. Well, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But maybe we'll be seeing you playing at, the Hillside yeah. Music Festival. <laughs> now, for for our list for our friends yeah. listening from around the world, Hillside yeah. Music Festival is a 
fantastic music festival at Guelph Lake, just north of Guelph, Ontario, the Royal City. If you're ever in Ontario and it's in August, check it out. Well worth it. Hillside was one of my last festivals before the pandemic. Yeah, it was great. Bruce Coburn, Stevie (laughs) Earle. Uh, Snotty yeah. Nose Res Kids, Ian Blurton, and then the Gospel Sunday Morning in the tent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Aaron, thank you so much for yeah. your inspirational you. story. Going from a near death experience of almost dying, getting hit by getting hit on a, on your motorcycle, yeah. to smiling and finding the positives in the little things yeah. in life, like playing your music or being yep. at least able to hold your guitar. Being able to yep. spend time with your with your sons and your partner. We can't thank you mm. enough. And thank you for agreeing to meet with us again in six months to a year. Yeah. So we can continue to follow you on your recovery. I can't wait because I'm going to be here. People of the <laughs> pandemic. Wow. What a story. Yeah. Thanks so much, Aaron. And Aaron, you're a real role model to the rest of us. I know sometimes during the pandemic, I've gotten down, but I haven't had a near-death experience. So I maybe got to check some of my my feelings too and think about how grateful I am for my health as well. So Aaron, thank you so much for your time. And on behalf of the people of the pandemic, thanks to everyone who was looking out for Aaron during his recovery, especially the off-duty firefighter who supported him when he was unconscious on the highway, everybody who did emergency transport to St. Mike's, the people at St. Mike's, the people at the rehab afterwards, and the, the caregivers that are taking care of you now. Thanks for listening to The Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing The Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the pandemic show.